Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners who are in the trenches, doing work, changing lives. I'm your host, Dominic. Today, I'm here with my guest, Kelly McQuaid Kinzinger from Zinger Fit RVA in Richmond, Virginia. Kelly, thanks for being on today. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. I am super excited to hear about you and Zinger Fit. So tell us all about it. What are you doing down there in Richmond? Yeah, so we specialize as a women's only gym. We do a lot of group training classes. Um, we started out as a HIT facility, the high intensity interval training, and then we kind of branched out. So we've got a, a good cross training group of HIT classes, cycle, yoga, bar, and a little bit of Pilates. We limit our group classes to no more than 10 women per class. So we do have that good small group feel. We also do personal training sessions as well. And we have some men's group classes that meet two times a week. Um, we just basically have a great time. The hit class, as I said, is kind of our biggest selling point. That's going to be the one that's going to run about 45 minutes to an hour long class. We have classes early morning, evening times, no two workouts have ever been the same in as long as I have been doing this. So we just kind of have a good time. I treat all my, um, I hesitate to call them clients, all my ladies that come in here as athletes, you know, so I have an athletic background that I like to do different types of movement and styles and incorporate all the fun stuff. All right. So you have, you kind of a total package, almost, you can almost call it a one-stop shop. I mean, it's not, you're not the 10,000 or hundred thousand square foot LA fitness, but for a small studio, kind of a boutique feel you're hitting all the big training methodologies that are, are really getting people the most bang for their buck, return on time, return on investment. And that came from a background of you were you were coaching division one sports and found it wasn't giving you the fulfillment, wasn't giving you the ability to make the impact you wanted to meet or you wanted to make on people in your community. So give us a little bit of a of a rewind and tell us about when you came to that turning point where you're like, this, this isn't what I want to do. I want to do more directly affecting, you know, everyday people, specifically, you know, women in your community. And how did you make that mental switch? And, and what did it look like when you decided to go into business? Absolutely. So I was recruited to play both field hockey and lacrosse at William & Mary. So I was a two sport division one athlete for four years scholarship and, you know, had a great time. Um, and then right out of college, I started coaching. So I coached at my alma mater for two years. And then I moved to Richmond because Williamsburg isn't unfortunately the most happening town when you're getting out of school. So moved to Richmond and I got um, an assistant coaching job. And then three months, pretty much right after the season ended, I was hired as the interim head coach. So flashback to me being this 23 year old getting a head coaching job and at a division one school that was a program that needed a ton of rebuilding. So I spent... My next four years, we ended up going to the championship and I got coach of the year and everything was starting to really get up. And then once you get that success as that head coach, my role had to change a little bit. I wasn't as much on field, fun stuff, hands-on coaching, teaching skills. I had to kind of delegate that down to my assistant coaches and I had to spend more time in the office, right? Like doing more admin stuff and the stuff that isn't fun. It's not as connecting for me. So I spent five years and after that fifth season I just realized it wasn't where my passion was and then that year I had started picking up a couple of personal training clients and some small groups that I was doing on the side 
and just found that that was really more where my passion was, you know, hands-on, really working hard to empower women, you know, coming from an athletic background and going to college for sports, especially being a girl, you kind of see right away firsthand the differences that are given to both the guys and the girls and stuff. And, and I'm all about fighting for what you deserve. So my thing was I wanted to provide a platform for women to feel comfortable, to be able to push themselves outside of that comfort zone and also really feel empowered, reach their goals, whatever that goal might be in order to make them feel better and have a, like a practical application of their strength, right? Like whether they can do a push-up for the first time and then it makes them more confident to do something outside, you know? So that is really where it all started. Um, and then I found this, this guy that I knew for a long time and he was like, Hey Gal, you know, I've got space you can rent from me. So as soon as I quit my job, I started renting some space from him at his gym. And it was about, seven months later that I realized I needed to get my own spot. And so found this place. It's awesome. And I've just kind of continued to progress from there. So the whole side of that empowering women thing, I mean, that's kind of like, I'm a sucker for that, right? Like I just love to see these people come in and, and feel better about themselves after the class or really look at me and just be like, well, that was horrible, but I did it, you know? And, and it's at that sense of strength. And if this is the hardest thing you have to do all day, I hope it is, but you know, I think it really does add that little element to people and getting stronger and emotionally, mentally, everything physically throughout their whole life. So kind of going back and forth there with what I think, but um, that's really what attracted me to, to kind of creating this platform for a women's only type gym. Yeah. And as we talked about a little bit before the podcast, having owned a similar type facility and even my CrossFit facilities being 80, 85% women, um, I can relate to, I think it's just the way our society is, right? Where, where men don't necessarily have the same outward reactions to physical progress, to training, to, to milestones. It's, it's just a different adaptation, a different reaction. And you know, I, when I first maybe got my first hug or a high five or the first time somebody cried and you're like, oh, wow, like when somebody's talking about, you know, what they can do with their kids, it's just, it's a different type of connection. It's a different type of execution um, than you get in a gen pop in a mixed 50-50 facility. And I think they're both great. It's just a different type of expression of how that progress happens. And, and I think it really can be you know, if you, if you're a softy emotionally, right, it can be addicting, right? You want, you just want to find every single person walking down the street and be like, how can, you know, can I make your life better? How can I do this? And not to sound egotistical about it, but like, you're looking for everything you can do, whether it's the physical benefits, the emotional, the, the self-esteem, there's, there's so much inverse in our society for that, for women that being able to really empower people um, it's just, it's an amazing feeling. So I'm with you there hundred percent. Actually, one of my, my good friends, someone who, who opened up a gym in our area, she named her gym in power fitness. And I was like, that's the coolest name ever. I wish I would have thought of it first, but I can see where that draw would be. And it's a different fulfillment than coaching, you know, division one athletes, I think, because it's just different motivations, different points in people's lives. Uh, you're a mom, right? So I'm sure that you, you're reaching other moms and seeing like, yeah, I'm helping all of these different things that make a difference in my own life, right? Absolutely. So, Absolutely. so you're, you're on a mission to, uh, to kick as much ass as possible to, 
to help as many women as you can in, in, in the RVA area. So you've been at this a while. Ten, it's about 10 years coming up in the space that you're in now. Congratulations to you for starting off in a space that you could grow into and, and really maximize, right? That's, a, you know, around 4,000 square feet is probably ideal size for most micro gyms or boutiques or whatever you want to call it. Um, how, how, what did the growth process look for you? What were the major kind of inflection points where you grew and, and found different ways to get people into your ecosphere there to come train with you? Yeah. So, you know, and, and I think that you, you kind of nailed it. Like, I would say that we are kind of like in a micro little bubble here. So, you know, it's funny, all the, the, my girls that live right around here, they do, they call it the bubble because they like, you know, it's, you kind of get comfortable in your own little five mile radius that you like to stay and do things like that. So, you know, the fact that I'm, my location is unique is that we are, I mean, it's houses all around us in this little suburban area and then a random strip mall so it is very um community-based so when i first started here i mean it was just me it was i was the only employee and i just worked all the time and every class and did it all and the first milestone that was i think probably one of the most challenging right as somebody that is you know it, it I know this was all based off my successes right you know so when i started this i had the opportunity to make or break it when I hired my first employee to teach that class for me, I went through a whole like, holy shit moment. Like, am I gonna trust this person to hold my name and make sure that they're doing the classes the correct way, that they're, you know, having the right form, they're doing all this. And, you know, so it's, and I still think of this sometimes to this day, you know, when I have somebody that's teaching a class, I'm like, oh, but now that I'm fortunate enough that I've got my veteran instructors and stuff now, but you know, it's still, it's, it's that one piece of, of letting something go of trusting somebody else that I think was one of the hardest milestones for me to hit. And it was probably, oh gosh, two or three years into me being here that I hired my first employee that I finally said, okay, you know what? I'm going to give away my Tuesday night classes. And it started out as just two classes a week that I gave away. Um, and now I'm, you know, now I'm like, all right, who wants to teach this class? Um, but, you know, it is that that was the first milestone that I felt. I, first of all, I was financially comfortable enough that I could pay somebody. And, you know, one thing that one of my mentors told me is that you can control your payroll. That's pretty much it. Otherwise, you grind about it and you work all of it or you have enough that you can pay somebody else to do it. So that was a good thing, right? Like I hit that one success part where I said, okay, I can afford to pay somebody else to teach this class and then still be able to pay myself the same amount. Um, and it wasn't like a trying to keep it all a balance. So that was the first one. And then, you know, it's my space is unique in that it's two floors. Um, the first floor is street level and then I'm in the basement right now. So we call this the pit. This is like underground kind of thing with like a big old garage door that leads out the back ramp. So it's a really cool setup. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> So it's cool, but like, you know, my upstairs started out as my desk space, you know, and, and that was it. And then I said, well, now I need to be able to have room to do this. So I needed to, to restructure and make it like a stretching area. And then I was like, well, I can't even have a desk up here because I need this space. So being able to kind of, as you said, kind of growing into my space has been really huge. And then I did a build out to make the separate rooms to do a bar studio and a cycle studio. But, um, you know, it, 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 it has definitely been tiny little milestones every year. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And it, you didn't go into it and say, you know, let's, let's run up the credit cards, let's empty the bank account, let's, 
let's just build the Taj Mahal of fitness and wait and see if people show up. You did it incrementally based on demand, based on increasing client numbers, things like that. So you, you took away a little bit of that kind of oh shit moment of what, how did I get here and what am I going to do? There still is always that at every stage, but you gave it to yourself in smaller doses, right? So something that you could chew a little bit more. So have you ever done any or had to do any advertising for the gym or have you just grown on word of mouth, referrals, things like that? You know, it's, I, I think that that is, that's a huge point in a lot of these gyms and stuff like that, you know, because I think that the best referral is going to be word of mouth, hands down. If you have somebody that you trust and you're like, you are going to love this place, you need to go try it. You're going to take them at their word a little bit more than if you see a social media ad pop up. And I've done, you know, the social media stuff. I always, whenever possible, you know, when people approach me, I donate to silent auctions, right? Because you're not going to lose anything out of that. Even if, you know, let's say I give a 10 session pack. Okay, that's still 10 sessions that maybe somebody's coming in, maybe they don't love it, but they still talked about it. Or somebody else saw me post it in this spot and it doesn't cost you any money to do that. It's just, you know, you're just not getting that money from that person, but you might not have had them walk through the door otherwise. So those silent auctions, especially like because we are a neighborhood and my kid's school is again, a mile down the street. So, you know, doing things like that, any events that they have where they'll put up my banner or put up my sign in. And because I am in such a community, it's like, oh yeah, I have heard about that. But now that they see my face at the school or they see my name with the face, they're like, well, now I need to get in there. So it's a lot of, depending on, um, I think that I'm fortunate enough again, because I was kind of just transplanted right into this basically like pocket where there are so many women and so many people right around here that, you know, I, as long as I'm present in the community, I think that that is a big part. So uh, I don't like the marketing stuff on social media because I am not very big on trying to sell myself through like, look what I do or look at me and here's what, here's the newest thing. Because my thing is you're going to find a home wherever you find a home for fitness, right? You can't make it a one size fits all for people. Some people are going to love what I do. Some people are not going to like it at all. And I'm, you know, somebody comes to me and they say, this was too hard for me. I don't like this. I might recommend another facility that, you know, might be a better fit. So where I feel like the social media side is such a, you know, that's what everybody's transforming into and you have to be present on social media. But where I'm finding the biggest thing and what's a really cool community that I'm in in the Richmond's with at least a couple gym owners is that we support each other, right? Because we know that what we're doing is different. It's the place that when you come up against gyms that try to, I don't know, like stake their territory and stake their claim. I mean, you can't hold somebody prisoner at your gym. If they don't want to be there, you got to let them go. So there are a lot of really cool places around us that, that do different things that we'll, we'll tag people in it. And we'll be like, Hey, this place is doing this really cool thing tonight. You know, like this place is doing this. Did you see this? And it's just, I don't know. Of course we're all women owned. So we try to help each other out all the place, but you know, I mean, I think that there's a time and a place for the whole social media marketing and maybe I could do better if I did more on it. Um, I don't know. It's just something I just do not like to do. Yeah. I think what it's easy to really see, and it, it sounds like what you see is so much of the marketing that you see on social media is look at me, look at me. I'm the world's best trainer. My facility is X, Y, Z. And really, it sounds like your marketing message, if, if you 
could get it out there or were to work on it would be, look at our clients, look at how awesome these people are. These are, you know, this is what you'd experience here. Like something that's a little truer to what maybe the voice that your clients would give you. And you're not out there looking to be like, come see me. I'm the best trainer in Richmond. Even if you think you're a great trainer, which you may very well be, um, there, it reminds me, there's a book called uh, Building a Story Brand, where it's about making your clients the hero of, of what you do, right? And it sounds like you're more in alignment of, hey, if you want this great transformation or you want this great place to work out where it's super empowering, like this is what you can expect to see here. More about that than what you're mostly seeing on social media, which is look at how awesome I am, watch me flex, literally or figuratively. And that kind of, that can be a big turn off and make you just be like, nope, if that's what works, I don't want to do it, right? Hey, that's exactly how I feel. And I think I did put up a little bit of a, like I do, I feel like I have a card. I'm like, I don't want to be that, you know, I just, I would, I, I don't know. I, maybe I'm in the wrong mindset for it, but I just don't like that whole, yeah, I think you nailed it. I think that it's, it's just one thing to be able to present and show what it feels like, maybe what it looks like on the inside, but it's another thing to go out there and try to sell yourself. That, that to me, I just don't, I just don't really, I can't really get behind. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't think there isn't any necessarily, there isn't any way to be wrong if you're doing what you believe in, if you're helping people the way that you want to, and you don't feel like somebody, that next dollar isn't worth you portraying yourself in a way that's not going to be what people get when they come in, right? right. You want people to exactly. know what they expect, come in. And once you have that sit down conversation with them about being there, delivering that right across the board, right? Here are all our services. This is how much fun it may be. Yeah. Everybody knows they have to work hard, right? You don't have to tell people I'm going to grind you into dust, right. but here, try us out. This is what you can expect. And just staying in alignment that whole time, right? Very true. So the last topic that I, I want to hit on, and I, we talked about it before, and now I kind of see why the more I talk to you, is you feel like retention is one of your strengths there. So tell me about some of the long-term clients you've had, what you feel like, you know, how long people are staying with you and why you feel like people are staying with you as long as they do. Now, see, this is going to be hard to do without me trying to toot my own horn. Um, do it. I know, I know. It's so hard. I'm so awkward about this stuff. Um, so I have clients that have been with me from day one. I have clients that started the day after their last chemo appointment. You know what I mean? So it's like these girls that come in here, it really is so much more of a family. And I know that sounds like as cheesy as it can be, but it really is. You know, everybody in here knows each other's like kids' names, milestones that they're hitting outside, you know, and it's just it's so cool to be able to see this journey. You know, a lot of these girls were with me before I was even engaged. Now I've, you know, gotten married, had three kids, you know, have kids going to school and all this stuff. And, you know, it's just been really neat to be able to form this bond. I had somebody ask me the other day if I've ever had to fire a client. And I feel like that's a very, I don't know. I feel like it can happen more in a personal training world than maybe like in the, the gym, Jimmy kind of world. And I said, honestly, I never have because I feel like like attracts like, and once somebody gets in here, you know, they realize that they're amongst their peers and they realize that these, 
you know, these, these people that come in and work out with you are here to, just as much to celebrate your successes and your, you know, positive things that you're getting out of the workout as seeing their own results. You know, I kind of joke that this is a judge-free zone, you know, we're like hiding in the pit, you know, nobody can see us from the street and nobody cares what you're wearing. If you're wearing Lululemon or if you're wearing Walmart, like nobody cares, you know, everybody's just in here to work hard and sweat. And so I feel like those girls really feel that vibe and they feel the camaraderie that comes in here. And I feel like there have been so many great friendships that have formed just from being in here and working out. You know, you're in a vulnerable situation where you're pushing yourself harder than you probably would in in a setting where there are other people around. And so I think that it really does come full circle. I think that it comes from the one hand of me setting this, the standards of the way that I act, because that's exactly how I act when I'm in here. I'm like, I don't care you know, who you are, just come and work hard. Um, but you know, then it kind of trickles down. So those are the clientele that you're gonna kind of attract. And those are the ones that are gonna stay true to you and stay with you. Um, and I do have a very high retention rate when it comes to that. Um, aside from this whole pandemic thing, I've been holding pretty strong with some of my you know, core group of 50 or 60 clients that have just been with me for a very long time. Awesome. So I love hearing both sides of this and our conversations can always go both can go either way. There are some people that just believe in structure and systems and dotting I's and crossing T's in order like, Oh, we touch base with people this many times and we send out this email. And then the other side is we just make people feel so included because we actually care if they come the next day and the next day and the next day after that, that they feel it. And then they keep coming. And if they don't, either somebody who they work out with or one of the trainers or you is going to be like, hey, what happened? Like, it's more a genuine thing. And I think there's room for both. And I think if you layer one on top of the other, you know, it, it makes you almost bulletproof or as, as much as a fitness business can be. Uh, but I always came from that side too. You know, one of my favorite things to ask clients as they walked out the door was, am I going to see you tomorrow or the next day? Like, when, when are you coming in? Like, genuinely just being interested in when you're going to see them again. Maybe that means I was in one of my gyms too much, but you know, I get it. Trust you, me. Like, you like to be around <laughs> them, right? Whether you need to be or not, you can't get enough. So I love that you take that approach of we're just going to make this place that becomes so much a part of someone's life that they really don't want to be without it because of all the good stuff that happens. And we're just pulling away all the potential negatives that somebody could feel coming in. So that's, I mean, kudos to you for that. And maybe you do have other systems and black and white stuff that are on top of that, but I feel like your, your biggest strength there is just, I'm going to carry you to death and, you know, maybe make you sweat a little in the meantime, but I'm going to be here rooting for you every single time. So that, that is fantastic. So what's not so fantastic is we are just about out of time, but before I let you go, I need to make sure that if anybody's listening, well, Hopefully people will want to pick your brain, reach out to you and talk to you about what you're doing. So I think you have a great thing going on there. But also if people are in the RVA area, they want to come check you out. You know, you, you're in a pretty residential area, but it's strip malls, so sort of retail. Where can people find you if they're not just, not just driving by? Where can they find you online? What's your social media websites, all that? Yep, so my website is www.zingfitrva.com. So it's Z-I-N-G. 
fitrva.com. Um, and that's zingfitrva at gmail.com if you want to email me. Um, and then, yeah, social media, we're zinger fit rva. So I know a little play on some words there with my last name. But um, yeah, so definitely reach out to me. I mean, I love talking shop about things like this. And, you know, I'm a meathead at core and then just kind of fell upon this and have to figure out the whole business side, another side. But it's true. I mean, it's just so awesome. And if there is anybody that's in the Richmond area, either wants to talk shop or wants to come in and, and just meet up or try class and stuff we'd love to have you i love that supporting other business owners and supporting people who want to train can't really ask for more thank you so much for being here i'd like to ask for a couple more hours of podcast time but that's all we have for today i appreciate you being here thank you so much this is awesome you are very welcome and to everybody out there listening as always we appreciate your time spending a little bit of your day with us we hope you found value in this episode i know i did if you want to hear more Click the subscribe button. We'll notify you when new episodes drop. We are releasing podcasts a couple times a week to keep your ears full of awesomeness. If you want to be on the show, click the link in the description. Someone from the team will get back to you after you fill out the form. We'll get you on, talk about your business model, what you're doing in your area, how you're changing lives. So to everybody out there in Jim Lords Nation, keep working hard, keep changing lives, keep kicking ass. Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners who are in the trenches and learn more about their business and business model as a whole. I'm your host, Ryan Carson, and today we're here with Yvette Bouchard. Yvette, how's it going today? Going good. Um, good. It's never a dull day. That's true. Not in that gym owner life. So thank you for uh, taking time to be on here today. Thank you. So we'll kind of go ahead and get right into this. So first off, what is the name of your location and where are you guys located at? Um, we, the name of our gym is Muzz's Gym. Uh, we are located in North Wilkesboro, North Carolina, about 45 minutes from Boone. So we're on the eastern slope of the um, Blue Ridge uh, Mountains. Okay. All right. Awesome. Awesome. And so I'm always curious here, what, what led you to, to uh, becoming a gym owner? Like, how did, how did this thing uh, come about? Well, to make a long story short, five years ago, I started lifting um, date night with my husband as our date to work out. Then um, we, when this one opened in 2016, um, we became members over here. Um, I made it my hobby. Then two years into it, I started working for Dave Masusco, the former owner and founder of the two gyms. Mm -hmm. um, and then um, I took on as much as he would give me from cleaning the gym, training his employees, that kind of thing. Um, then um, when the whole COVID-19 shutdown of the gyms for three months and three weeks, um, 
he came to us and he asked if we'd like to buy the gym. He wanted to retire. It's um, the combination of both gyms now. We bought the equipment of both and moved it to one location. Okay, okay. Got it. So so the location you're at, so this was this was the bigger location of the two? Yes. Okay, cool. So you got so you just consolidated all that together. Now you have one. Okay, got it. Makes sense. And were you were you thinking about being a gym owner? Like until he asked you that? Like, did it ever cross your mind? Well, when my husband and I used to work out, we used to dream about it. So now I have the thing. Dream a dream that scares you. If not, it's not big enough. Yeah. Um, and that's where we're at today. Um, it has absolutely challenged us, but yeah. we love it. So are you, so it scared you, right? Let's say you're scared. Well, because it challenged us, it pushes to, um, to points that we never even thought of. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's one of the cool things about it. Like you never, you know, they always say like, you know, true growth, like it never happens in your comfort zone. Right. <laughs> so right. you have to, you have to push yourself. You have to, you know, and what that does, it forces us to level up, right? You know, and and usually when we get stuck in a comfort zone, like as humans, we really don't like change, anyways. So we like to be comfortable, and when you get uncomfortable, that's when the real changes, you know, are are made, and that's when you can really enhance your skills and just kind of see what you're made of, honestly. Yes. Yeah. I definitely agree with that. For sure. So, kind of give me. Um, you know, tell me a little bit about the gym. Like what is, uh, what's the gym model and like what services do you guys offer? Um, we are a warehouse gym that has a 24 hour door. Um, we have a lot of power lifters in here. Some, I lose it, use that term very loosely, CrossFitters. Mm -hmm. um, we try to have something for everybody 12 and over. Uh, okay. We even have a um, speed bag and a punching bag, a climbing wall an open space for competitions and where they can do anything they can come up and dream of. Um, we try, our big thing is to be here for our community, to help them help themselves. Um, I have watched people come in here and grow is not just physically, but mentally as a person. I've watched sure. them use it to distress um, and a way of, and a place that they can get away and um, be refreshed and think things through and then leave and be ready to face the world. Yeah, I love that. I love that. So as far as like additional services, do you guys, um, do you offer like personal training or classes, anything like that? Um, we have, um, we had to think outside of the box um, okay. after nearly losing it, you know, with the whole shutdown. Yeah. Uh, my, my trainers now, um, their people get a discount on a gym membership and then they're paid separately. So um, basically you could call my trainers freelance trainers. Mm -hmm. um, they, it allows them to make their own money um, and to operate in my gym. Um, they've been great at working alongside the common goal, um, but at the same time to do their thing. Um, then we also have for the CrossFitters, they have a class um, and that is the same thing. Um, then in the front of the gym, we have a couple businesses, um, that we rent the room out. They run their own business. Wilkes combat club is kickboxing, boxing, and martial arts. They run that. Um, 
they just pay me rent and then it allows it to add something to the gym. Mm -hmm. Also dance to fit um, is the same way. She rents a room and has classes in there, uh, which is um, done to music, uh, to a way of exercising. Um, so we've learned to do things like that. Um, also our power lift team, um, endangered species powerlifting. Um, we just recently in October hosted 365 Strong Federation um, mm -hmm. for a competition. We did one in February. We had 40 com um, competitors then. Um, when we did it in October, we had 80. Oh, nice, nice. So, so it doubled then, basically. Yes. Cool, cool. Yeah, I love that. Um, now, I'm curious about the... Um, so for the for the dance to fit and the you said Wilkes Contact Club, combat, combat, mm -hmm. combat. Okay, got it. So what uh like what's the size of their rooms that they have to to operate in? Um, about well, see, Wilkes Combat Club is about eight hundred square feet. Mm -hmm. So they've got room in there to um, work with. I know they have one night for the women, one night for kids. Okay. Um, you know, they divide it up. Um, but what's the great thing about that? It allows them to run their business. Now I don't have to have my head in it, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but yeah, add to the gym. Yeah. Now what, um, what all does the combat club, um, entail? Like what are, like what services do they offer? They do some group classes and some one-on-one. -on -one. Okay. All right. Got it. Got it. And so that is, that's a side, like that's different than your personal trainers, right? Like that's, that's a different um, yeah, it's yeah. it's a side thing, though I do find that a lot of them end up being gym members inside of the gym mm -hmm. um, because it's just a good addition. Yeah. Um, so it puts it a win-win situation. Yeah. Now, do those people have to be a gym member to take advantage of those two companies? No, they do not. Okay. Okay. Got it. And the dance to fit. So that, that's kind of the same deal, right? Like, like you said, it's another company that have a room and they do um classes essentially okay exactly cool um and then the trainers um the one trainer is dave masusco he um was the former owner and founder of the gym mm -hmm. um, so he does it when he wants um he's retired so it kind of is a good fit for him then the other trainer we have um that has trainers underneath him is game time performance. He targets the young people and helping them um, build and be better um, uh, sports players yeah. in the school system and that kind of thing. So, yep. Okay, that, yeah, that makes sense. So that's, um, yeah, that's that's definitely some good services to add right there too. Um, right. Yeah, so he's, so the game time, they're essentially helping um, like you said, like athletes, like maybe football, basketball, softball players, baseball. Okay, cool. Got it. Got it. And what about you? Do you do any training? No. no? Uh, between between keeping the front desk and cleaning it, um, I clean it. Um, sometimes I'll trade membership for cleaning time or something like that. Um, mm -hmm. I have my hands full with that. Um, between that. that and, yeah, the front where the clothing and the cooler and stuff like that okay cool um okay so so the cooler is do you guys sell like um like ready to drink stuff like protein and stuff okay all right yes, got it. And supplements 
and supplements. Okay, cool. Cool. So how, how's the supplements going for you? Um, it's been a wild ride since the COVID-19 thing to get yeah. things. Um, one of our suppliers nearly folded. Um, I basically try to have it here for the members to make it ease. Um, we did have another place here in town and that left the, um, our town. So it was just, um, and trying to help the members help themselves um, mm -hmm. is something we added. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the supplier was it. So it's like a big distributor basically. And they, yes. okay. All right. I got it. Yep. So there's times I can get certain things and sometimes I can't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That that's uh yeah, I, I get that. That was, that was one of our struggles too. And, and one thing I found too, like even before all that, which, you know, you didn't really experience this cause you weren't in at the time, but whenever they had, if there was stuff in stock, like you're usually sinking a lot of money into this, you know, and sometimes the returns aren't always that great. I don't know if you've experienced that now. I yeah. don't expect to um, a lot of a return. Um, I do it as more to help my members and also give them a way that they can support the gym a little more rather than getting it offline. You know, on the yeah. internet. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's, a, that's a good point. And, and some of that stuff we know, um, you know, like a protein drink or like a pre-workout drink, that's kind of, that can be some impulse buys. Like, I mean, cause God forbid you come to the gym without a pre-workout or without your protein drink, like, you know, that just sends you like in a, you know, in a tizzy sometimes, right. You're just like, Oh my God, like, what am I going to do? So it's right. good to have that option available. Yeah. yeah. So what, um, like what has been, what's been your favorite thing about it so far? Like owning a gym? Um, probably the best thing is getting to know the people, watch mm -hmm. them grow. Um, I've had from watching the young people um, who come in all nervous to watch them grow in their confidence as a person. Sure. Yeah. Um, and get to know people and just love people where they're at, try to help them help themselves yeah yeah that's that's so good well you know it's not just the young people but the older people taking time to listen to them um mm -hmm. we are a community in here you know um yeah if something happens to one um then we try to contact them um let them know that they're cared about when they're missed mm -hmm. um, that kind of a thing yeah yeah and that, that's real good because i mean i think a lot of times you know, people have their reasons for not coming to the gym. You know, there, there's something for everyone. But, you know, I found that and I mean, obviously you have too. if people know you care and, you know, they know that they have somewhere they belong. Right. Like, you know, it, it really helps them out, you know, not just, you know, in gym attendance, but just, you know, everywhere, everywhere in every aspect of life. So that that gives them, you know, more of a reason. Right. To, to do the extra things. Right. Yes. Um, and it makes them feel like they belong. Yeah, you're exactly right. Um, yeah. Being a mom of eight has well prepared me oh, wow. to love people and um, to reach out um, and also to get creative. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So a mom of eight. So, wow. Um, what, what are the age differences there? Um, it goes from 34 to 10. 34 to 10. Okay. So you could actually, I mean, you could have a whole staff there if you wanted to, right? Like you could... Well, we thought it would be something where they would each help in their own way. Yeah. Um, but 
before that, I was a stay-at-home mom for years, mm -hmm. and um, they've not exactly appreciated it in some <laughs> aspects. Yeah, I get that. But we also went through this last year where my daughter, my 32-year-old daughter, had a stroke oh. that left her absolutely not be able to do anything for her. Mm -hmm. And so running this and having my husband be away for his work mm -hmm. um, and be there for her and her kids um, to, um, became quite the challenge. I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't even imagine that. So, yeah, so that kind of puts it more into perspective just um, – you know, your dedication to the gym, because I mean, you have a lot of other stuff going on other than the gym. Right. Yeah. Yes. So has the 24 seven helped, helped you in that aspect? Yes. Big yeah. time. Um, our members, because they can come in anytime, literally 24 seven. Right. Um, and also um, quite honestly, two thirds of my people in a day will come through that door. Mm -hmm. um, so that door is very important. Yeah, um, sure. But it's also um, proven to be a challenge too. It was an old system. Probably my biggest challenge I'm trying to overcome is that at the end of the year, I need to upgrade that system. I've not yet because it's paid for um, and it's been right. working, but we are outgrowing it. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, I, I get that. And that's always one of the things that, I mean, for lack of a better word, sucks is when you have to upgrade software, you know, because it's, <laughs> You know, it's just one of those things, you know, it has to happen. But um, yeah, if it's paid for, sometimes it's kind of tough to pull the trigger, right? Right. Like, well, yeah. especially when you get a new computer to be able to handle that change. And then the motherboard on that gets fried. Oh, man. Did, how did it get and, fried? Was it lightning? Uh, no, it was actually the Internet. Really? Yes. Wow. Okay. Uh, yep. Um, it was not properly... Um, grounded um so yeah uh, fortunately it was taken care of but it makes you not exactly want to leave the old method i mean we are old school to the point that we use paper forms okay okay yeah so when that was down and it took in our rural area three um three weeks to get somebody out here to replace that um under the warranty i tell you what the old system was great I'm sure it was. Yeah, I'm sure it was. Yeah. Man, okay. Now, what are you guys doing right now um, to to get new members in the door? You know, um, advertising okay. or anything. That's a good question. Number one, I'll say that word of mouth is the best. Um, we've also done on the local radio station uh, with Game Time Performance because they turn on and do the local school games. Um, we also um, have come up with a, um, a little thing. It's called corporate membership with the local businesses. Mm -hmm. um, what they do is they do a one-time fee with us, and then their people get a discount from a month up to a year, and then they promote us. So basically, it was about building community support. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and do you guys do anything um... – Let's see, any social media, anything like that at all? Yes, we do. Okay. Um, we have a website, which, once again, um, it's, it's family-owned, but it's community-built. Um, we had two of our members rebuild our website for us. It's muzzes-gym.com, and then we're on Facebook and Instagram. 
Facebook, Muses hyphen Jim, Instagram, Muses Jim number one. So, um, yeah, I'm not real tech savvy. Mm -hmm. um, my husband, when he comes home off the road, will help me with it. Um, and then people. Um, and I've, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I've got my hands absolutely full, but yet learning as I go. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's the big thing, right? Is is learning as we go, and always being open to, you know, suggestions and, and different things because we know the industry changes so much and so fast. So it's always good to be, you know, willing to learn that type of stuff. Yes. Yeah, because we know, um, you know, one of the sayings over here, um, you know, we have is grow or die. So it's like if you're not growing, you're dying, right? Right. So we yeah. always got to be growing, seeking growth. Yeah. So I love that your philosophy is that way as well. Um, and in the meantime, we've also tried to make um, things happen in the gym from more mirrors up because we had all the mirrors from the other gym to put into this one mm -hmm. to more flooring to um, our rate. Our biggest thing right now, about six weeks ago, we put new windows in the gym. Okay. Um, it was a warehouse gym, single pane, painted over windows to now, um, there was 10 big ones um, to now double pane. They all, every other one opens up for ventilation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. Green. So. Okay. We ran, you know, trying to um, build excitement that way by improving things. Yeah, yeah. When, when people see that you're trying, you know, that, you know, as small as it may be, you know, whether it's something, you know, that you're, you know, doing extra cleaning or if you're doing something big, like putting in new windows, it shows like it's, it's a good feeling for them because they know that you've not given up. Right. Because we see that a lot in gym owners. They, you know, things are either going well and they don't care or things are going bad and they don't care. So they just kind of stop doing things, the facility. Yes. yes. Yeah. And it kind of creates a stagnant environment. So, I mean, just that they can see that you're trying you know, that says a lot to them, more probably than you think. They notice I get thanked, um, just like cleaning it. Um, sure. I have to break it in sections to um, for the floors. It yep. takes me personally a month to get through all my floors and then turn around and go back over again. You oh, know, wow. Yeah, that's cleaning it, dusting it, you know, uh, mopping what needs to be mopped, that type of thing. Mm -hmm. um, of course, then you're trying to also maintain any problems. Yeah. Um, we also wipe it down. Um, my daughter and I, with her, it takes me two hours. Without her, it takes me three and a half hours. We go through and wipe out um, dumbbells, barbells, knobs, pads, mm -hmm. panels, um, yeah, that's a huge over, you know, we also have disposable uh, wipes that the members are supposed to wipe down, but, you know, face it, not everybody does as they should. Yeah. Um, we have in a 24-hour period, approximately 125 people a day to come through this place. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, and so it was just common sense. We do a wiping down too. Gotcha. Yeah. They don't always wipe down. They don't always jack their weights either, right? Oh, no. I, yeah, I tell them I don't do cardio myself because between picking up being gym mom, as I tease them all, yeah. and um, keeping it clean, um, yeah, that's plenty of cardio. Yeah, I get that. I totally get that. So we are, we're running out of time here on the podcast. So what I always like to ask people 
um, like in a year from now, what does growth look like for you guys? Like, where would you like to be at? Um, my goal is to be up over 500 members. Mm -hmm. Um, we're, we've hit it and then slept down some, um, the other thing is to get more corporate members mm -hmm. um, and also to continue to improve the, um, the gym. Um, it doesn't run debt. So um, we're, we, because my husband works on the road, we don't have to pull from it like normal people have to. And so we're able to reinvest into it. Mm -hmm. um, I would also like to add a couple other businesses, um, like a nutritionist. Um, mm -hmm. Obviously, the trainers you got to keep, um, a massage therapist. Um, we have room for growth like that. Um, I have rooms that um, I haven't even um, got them so they're fixed and usable yet. So I'm really excited okay. about what that can bring. Okay. Well, awesome. Yeah, good goals there for sure. And um, again, thank you for being on the podcast today. I hope you enjoyed it and got some value. And maybe it was nice talking to another gym owner, you know, for one. Yes. And the yeah. fact for the experience of doing some more growing and doing something I've never done before. So thank Absolutely. you. Yeah, there you go. And for our audience out there, if you found value in this podcast, please click the subscribe button so you can be alerted when new episodes are aired. And if you're a gym owner and you want to be featured in the podcast, Click the link in the description, apply to be a guest. Until next time, Jim Lord's out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up, right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords podcast, where I talk to gym owners who are in the trenches, doing work, changing lives. I'm your host, Dominic. Today, I'm here with my guest, owner of Ignite Fitness in Glenmore, Pennsylvania, Ashley Shivak. Ashley, how are you doing today? I'm great. I'm excited to be here and can't wait to talk. I am psyched to have you on. Can't wait to learn more about you, about Ignite. So let's start with that. Tell us about Ignite. What's your business model? How are you, how are you affecting lives in your community through fitness? So Ignite Fitness Studio was started in 2016 and it was started um, as a community fitness studio where we would bring men and women together and of all fitness levels and a range of classes and come together and work hard and crush some goals as well as go into the community and work together with fundraising and uh, raising awareness for small business owners too. Awesome. Awesome. So you have been in business for about five years now, right? Right in that range. 
So we'll get to that little pandemic thing that happened in the interim, but let's go back to five years ago. What was the vision? What was the dream? And when did you make the, the mental decision to say, all right, I'm doing this. How did it all come together? Um, so I was with an investor for Anytime Fitness and he had two gyms and I helped him open them. And then I was the manager at a Anytime Fitness in Newtown Square. And I would always go to the restaurant next door to me. And the owner of that restaurant would always look at me and be like, why are you doing this for somebody else when you can do it yourself? And I'm like, well, I'm broke. I don't know. I don't have any money. And he's like, Ashley, stop. He's like, you're not broke. It takes time, but I'm going to help you. And I'm like, what? And he's like, yes, come with me with your business plan and a business model. And I have a spot five minutes down the road from your house. And um, I want you to take a look at it. So sat down, gave him my business model, looked at the space. Literally, it's five minutes away from my house now. It's in where I was born and raised. And um, so I opened the studio and that person is still to this day, my biggest supporter and runs the whole entire property and I can't thank him enough. Well, I guess when you have somebody like that in your corner, how can you lose and how could you refuse that offer, right? Yeah. So it's always good it's having somebody, having that cheerleader, having someone to, to push you over the edge. And so you started the, the building, uh, mm -hmm. you grew, you're not in the original space that you were, right? Did you expand where you were or did you move in the same building? How did, how did you get to the point where you wanted to expand and what did that look like? Sure. So we're in the original space. Our main studio is the space that um, we started in, which if you look at the pictures from when we started to what it looks like now, it's completely different. And um, that was the help of many studio members' husbands helped me out do that. So, um, and then I had a baby. And during that time, my team came to me and said, listen, I just want to give you a heads up. We're on these wait lists. If you, if we don't find a solution, we're going to start losing people. So I went to, um, I went to the owner of the property, who, like I said, is a big supporter of us. And I said, Hey, uh, do you have a space that I can use in in this area? I see that the orthodontist is open. Um, can we take over that that building? And then he was like, Well, I have a better idea. I'm going to ask the doctor to move that was next door to us. Uh, we were very loud for her. So she wasn't a big fan of us. And she was like, yep, I'll move down the way. So he was like, okay, we're going to create the doctor's office and we're going to renovate it, renovate it the way you want. And we'll create a walkway through. So that way it will be two spaces in one. Fantastic. So I guess having even more people on your side is great, but having somebody who maybe wasn't your biggest cheerleader and showing them an opportunity it still works out, right? So yeah. no, no pun intended. It's nice when things work out. So yeah. you grew to the point where you needed that space. If you said you're on wait list at that point, was everything you did strictly word of mouth and referrals? What were you doing to get people in the doors? Yeah, it was a lot of word of mouth referrals. Um, we did a lot, a lot of stuff in the community. Um, we work with a winery and we do wine and yoga nights. And so we did a lot of them to promote Ignite. We did um, youth programs at the local elementary schools. So I would go in there and I would teach them boxing or we would hold activity classes. Um, we did fundraising events. That's how we did a lot of our marketing. Got it, got it. So you grew, you added staff, 
you grew um, at some point, or I guess the, the question is, you have one of the widest array of classes I've seen, all related, all intelligently programmed to work together. Was that your plan from day one, or is that something that you've grown as membership has grown, as the business has matured? How did that come to be? Yeah, so when we first opened um, Ignite, that was our business model, was to create a space where there was an array of classes because not everybody likes the same thing. But once they came into Ignite, we wanted to see, we wanted to show them that they would like these classes and that they could do lifting up a barbell or lifting dumbbells instead of just doing the traditional cardio like boxing classes. Um, so that was my whole business model from the start. And um, as we grew, we added more and more classes and different types. I would go up to New York City because my sister's also into fitness and she was a spin instructor and she's a personal trainer. So we would hit different studios because in New York, you would always see the up and coming trends that were happening. So we would go there. I would do every summer to go to different studios to see what they were doing. And then I would try to implement it at Ignite. Cool. So it, it's grown as you've grown, as the business yep. has grown, you've gotten out there. You didn't come in and say, this is all I'm going to do. I'm going to put my head down. You've gone out, tried other models, touched other things and seen, all right, this is something that I think my community would benefit. This is something that I'd enjoy providing. And you've layered it on as you've gone. Yes. Awesome. So has there, has there been anything that you've tried to implement from a programming side, from a class side that you did and, and then you just were like, this didn't work, I don't like it. Has anything been a miss or have you just been so ahead of everything that you've only implemented it when you were sure? Um, we've tried a couple classes uh, out, like the trampoline classes were big, they're big out in like Philly. They didn't go so well here. Um, and that's pretty much it. Like a nutrition program also we had and it didn't really, it didn't really hit home, which was kind of crazy to me because, um, I mean, I thought I thought it would be a good program and good fit for here, but it just it didn't work out. Gotcha. Okay, and we're we're a little ahead of where I would normally go, but I, I do want to dive in because you brought up the nutrition thing. We all know, right? If you're a fitness professional, we know the cliche, right? It's the other twenty three hours a day. It's nutrition is more important. A lot of times we find that there's various types of execution and, and as times change, how people adapt it, adapt to it or adopt it has changed. When you tried to offer it, was it as an additional service? Like, hey, ladies, guys and ladies, if you want nutrition coaching, we offer it at $20 a week or we have this program. How did you try to integrate that into the facility? Yeah, so we had somebody come in um, and they had their own pricing structure and then they, I, kind of like a sublet, right? They had their oh, own yeah. structure and then they would pay me a certain percentage of it. Um, and that's how, that's how that nutrition program, we didn't have somebody on staff that mm -hmm. knew, like that had that background. We actually had somebody come in to do it. Okay. So, I mean, that's really paints a picture of how hard it can be to integrate it. Cause here you have somebody who's running their own business. Yep. Who's their only motivation is to come in and generate interest, get clients to, to pay them for a very valuable service. And it still didn't catch on. So it really speaks to how hard it can be for a gym owner who has a million other things going on 
and is trying to integrate it and has, has other things that they're trying to do to adapt it when somebody who it's, it's their literal business yeah. can't make it work, right? You're giving them a captive audience, a bunch of people who are already invested in fitness and it speaks to the difficulty of, of how it can be integrating that into a facility. So it really, you know, if you're out there listening or, you know, for you specifically, it's something people can beat themselves up over. And a lot of times it just comes to knowing where industry trends are, knowing how to adopt it and having a very, very strong system because otherwise it ends up being a lot of work for two or three people to do it. And then it, it just peters off quickly. So not alone in that camp for sure, but kudos to you for trying it because you know it's something people need and who knows, things may circle around, maybe something will come up and, and you'll have another way to integrate it. I'm sure you're never gonna stop trying to find ways to get your, your clients better results, improve their right. quality of life. Right? That's, that's what we're here for. Yes. Cool. So the sore spot for everybody, right? Unless, unless somebody just opened in the last couple of months, um, you've made it through the pandemic, right? It, it, it gave you a little bit, some bumps and bruises, but you're still here. So can you take us through what happened, um, how you adapted, how it's affected the business, if it changed your model at all coming out of it? Um, so it affected us about 50. Right now it's about 45%. And um, every day is what, what can we do differently than we did before? You know, what can we do differently than we did last month in order to get those numbers up? You know, my team and I had a meeting a couple months ago and I said, it just kind of laid it all out there. I'm like, Guys, our goal in the next two months is we need 15 new members, right? Like that's a goal. That's, I'm a numbers person. Like I've been in sales, like that's what you have to do. And um, so, and then I have put it out there to my members and my members, I, you know, I get teary. I just thinking about it. I, you know, we're a, com a community gym without them, Ignite would not run. So every dollar that is put into Ignite is their money. So um, they are working so hard to get their friends into the door and, you know, get this place back to where we were going. I mean, we had classes before the pandemic. They started at five, six. We had 845, 9.45, 4.30, 5.30, 6.30. So it was a constant flow of people through the door. Now we're half that size. Um, so COVID definitely has hit us very, very hard at Ignite. And we are just turn and burn, trying to see what's, what, what's going to stick. <laughs> yeah. When, um, when we were at peak pandemic, were you shut down for an extended period of time? Yes. What did that look like? Did you do online classes? What did you do during those shutdowns? So I still remember the day that we got shut down and that weekend I was on the phone with my team saying, okay, guys, we're going to have to do this whole mindset switch. And we got to figure out virtual because in order to keep Ignite going, we need to keep these workouts going because money is very, very valuable to people. And if you're not showing any value and it's just kind of sitting there, they're going to go away. Right. So, um, we did a whole mindset switch. We thought it was only going to be a two week time period that we would have to do this. And then it ended up being till July. Um, I think we opened July 1st is when we first opened our door. Uh, we were only inside for a little bit and then we switched to, okay, inside people don't feel comfortable yet. They're not quite there. We did the tape on the floor. We moved our spin bikes to, there was 20 bikes in the room to only eight bikes in the room. 
I mean, it was a whole, my team, I mean, I have an amazing team. They all came in, they taped the floors, rearranged stuff. And then we all came together again and said, listen, we got to move everything outdoors if we want to keep people. We moved everything. I mean, spin bikes were outside. I had to get these um, silent headphones for outside. At the same time, we had virtual classes going on. So while there was a live class going on, we also, the instructors brought their computers and set up Zoom to happen. So then we got shut down again. And we, uh, like we started going inside a little bit. And then right before Thanksgiving, it was Wednesday, uh, the governor said, sorry, you're shut down for, um, we're closed. You're shut down even more, probably till January. And I just remember sitting with my husband and being like, I don't know what to do. Like who's gonna work out in five degree weather? Sure enough, we were. <laughs> we were we were spinning in five degree weather and holding strength classes, boot camp classes. I mean, they kept at it. Um, it. I remember Christmas Eve. It was one big party in the parking lot, and I just remember even people that weren't part of my members sitting outside and just cheering us on as they were going to the liquor store, to the market, and all that. And then um, eventually, they were like, "We're not doing this anymore. We're moving <laughs> inside." So we eventually moved in and we had to wear masks and then the vaccines came and, and that helped out a lot. So, Man, I, I feel like between the support of your team and your, and your members, we could almost make a Hallmark movie out of this. I, you could. <laughs> How many tearjerker moments can you have in the course of a couple of years? Holy cow. Um, yeah. But an emotional roller coaster from that high to where you were right, right before the pandemic in February to going up and down and, and being at the mercy of everybody else. But um, there's no doubt in my mind that the only thing that's kept you going was your passion for not letting any of this go, for not, not being not part of the life of your team and your members, your clients. Really, that sounds like they're more your family. I mean, from a business point of view, we call them clients, but I bet you other than in a business setting, you'd never call them that, right? That it sounds like it's just family, yeah. who happens to pay you for your facility. Yeah, uh, they are seriously my second family. <laughs> they, awesome. I don't know. I, I say to my husband all the time, I don't know like what, if something were to happen, right? Like there's always that if. Um, I don't know what to do. These, these women and the men that have been in my, my life for the past five years have um, definitely sparked something in me. And they've always, you know, just had this little thing in my, little chirping in my ear that said, you can never give up can never, you, you got to keep going. And every day that is, that's what I hear. I can't give up. I have to keep going. Yeah. It's, there is no shortage of, of passion emanating from every word that you have. And, and I don't think the word quit's going to be in you. They'll have to drag you out kicking and screaming. At, yeah, they didn't at, have to chain me. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. So I feel like, you know, if, if the, if the world was ending, you'd be like, we're getting in one last workout, ladies, let's do this. Right. Yeah. So I love that. And I think, you know, that's going to bring you, bring you along and help you, you know, as you figure out what's going to be the system, what's going to get, get people back in the door, your old members, new clients, people who are, who are always going to be excited to hear about you. Um, so I think, I think you have that, that passion and work ethic covered in spades. So I want to go, I want to go to the positive side of things, right? Because let's assume, right, that your energy, your positivity, all that in your work ethic, you're going to figure out a way you're going to get to where you are and beyond. Once you get past this hurdle of, of recovering from COVID, 
what's your big, big goal, right? What's the thing that you think about, wow, you know, if, if I could wave a magic wand, you know, we'd have a bigger facility or we'd have 300 members or we'd have two facilities so people didn't have to drive as far. Like, what's the thing that like, that really gets you lit up to dream about on the other side and besides just the hustle and grind? Um, I don't know. Uh, that's a, that's a really great question. You know, it's funny. There's a space, it's a salon that's right next, that's in the village where we are. And I remember every morning, one of my instructors and I would walk outside and I would sit there and I'd be like, this is before we expanded. I'd be like, I want that building. I want that building. Cause I want a real front desk to walk. I want people to walk in and like see a front desk person. Right. And I want to have a big boxing room where there's boxing, like water bags hanging down a separate spin room with about 35 bikes in it and an upstairs where um there's yoga hot yoga all different types of yoga and bar going on i mean that's my ideal and i would i would absolutely love that because i think that my team deserves it and i think that my members deserve, deserve it and i definitely think my community in general deserves like this amazingly beautiful space that i see in new york city and i'm not saying that my space isn't beautiful. It is, it is every part has grown to be beautiful because it has come from the members of my team putting hard work into it. Um, but that's kind of where I, where I see, um, before the pandemic, we did get a lot of, um, interest in opening up a second space, uh, about 20 miles, away, about like 15, 20 miles away from us. Um, me and my other instructor, we were totally into it. And then, uh, I don't know if I would open up a second space just yet. That's not something I think about now, but I think about the space that's open now and I'm like, God, I would love it. Love it. <laughs> I love that, you know, immediately when I ask you what your big dream is, what, where you want to go, you immediately go to, I just want to do more stuff for my members. I just want to, I want them to have more, right? And that's, that's not a surprising response coming from you getting, getting where you are in your personality and your drive. So I'm looking forward to, you know, whether it's on the air, doing a follow-up podcast or just staying in touch, seeing, seeing when that happens, right? And I'm not going to say if, because I think that if you have it in your sights, you're going to, you need to get by this hurdle, you know, the COVID thing, right? It, it happened to a lot of people, but once you do, you're never going to stop wanting more for your clients and that drive, it, it's, it's so much stronger for a lot of people than I want to be rich or I want to have a nicer new car or I want... All that stuff comes, right? Money follows serving more people and that's great, but you have your priorities in, I just want them to have the best and then I'm coming along for the ride, right? Yeah, and I wanna be a, a good business owner. I want, as a good business owner, you want to provide those things for, for the people that you wanna surround yourself with because if you don't, you're not gonna attract the right people. Absolutely. So. We are just about out of time, but before I let you go, I want to make sure our audience can find you online. So what are your social media handles? What's your website? Where can we find you? Sure. So it's Ignite Fitness Studio um, for the Facebook, and then it's Ignite Fitness Studio-CS on Instagram, and my Instagram person is amazing. So <laughs> and uh, so you can definitely check, check that out. And then our website is Ignite Fitness uh, ignitefitness.net. Awesome. Check her out. Check out Ignite Fitness. 
if you're in the Philly area, if you want to take a little cruise out to the to the suburbs, check out Ignite Fitness in person. Mention our name. Ashley will give you a hug. She'll still charge you for a drop-in class because she's a business <laughs> person. Maybe she won't. I, I'm not going to give away her time and money, but she'll be happy that you heard out on here and she'll welcome you with open arms. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate your time today. Thank you. All right. And to everybody out there listening, we hope you found value in this episode. We appreciate your time. You spending part of your day with us. If you want to hear more episodes like this, I don't know there'll be too many like Ashley, but we got a lot of great gym owners on. Hit the subscribe button. We'll notify you when new episodes drop. If you want to be on the show because you're an awesome gym owner too, and you want to share what you're doing, your passion, your love, click the link in the description, fill out the form. Someone from the team will get in touch with you as soon as possible. To everybody out there in Gym Lords Nation, keep working hard, keep changing lives, keep kicking ass. Gym Lords, out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, Tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.